Devil fans, what a night to be a Devil fan. 8-1 to one victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets. Welcome everybody to the Trap Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Botch. It is April 6th, 9.56 p.m. And the Devils just laid it on the Columbus Blue Jackets. They laid it on the Blue Jackets so bad... Johnny Hockey decided to not even show up for the last two periods. He literally shit his pants. I heard he was out with an illness. He went poopy. Poopy in his pants. Poor guy. Poor guy. Jeez. He could have been part of the team. But thank God he's not. Because if he was, we probably wouldn't have had this Goliath of a forward named Timo Meyer, who had two goals tonight and scored his 40th of the season, which was the first time in his career that he's netted 40. Um, and we got a lot to go over, and Timo Meyer is going to be a big part of that. But welcome to The Trap. It's another episode. We're down here at the Pickle Jar in the Sunshine State of Florida. I'm so sunburned right now. I'm, like, sweating. My I got eaten alive by mosquitoes. Um, but it's been a really good, fun time down here and watching good devils hockey with your family. Uh, it doesn't get any better, especially a game like tonight. So we have, obviously the pickle is in the house sitting next to me, drinking a glass of wine, pickle in the house. Um, and then we have my brother, Kyle Botch on the other line as well, dialing in from New Jersey. Kyle, you there, buddy? I'm here. Thanks for having me, Billy. Oh, okay. Uh, Just confirm you. I, I, I prefer if you uh, refer to me as the big tickle, but um, you know, either way. Okay. Do you want me to uh, release your social security number so everybody knows exactly who we're talking to here? Um, yeah. No. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. We missed you on the last game. Uh, Kyle was at the last game. He was sitting in my seat and. Um, Got to see a really nice win. What happened the last game? Who did they play? What happened? I don't know, but we beat them really bad. We beat uh, Pittsburgh. It was the the Penguins game, yeah, which we pretty much played flawlessly um, and was just an absolute great time. I took my wife there. Um, for, For listeners of the podcast, they know that I also live in Jupiter, Florida. I am up here. Uh, visiting family right now, and um, I had to go out to a bar and watch the game because my in-laws have Comcast, and it just still completely boggles my mind that you can't watch SG uh, through, you know, X. Xfinity Comcast. Um, so I wasn't able to hear the. the, the... <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's literally terrible. Um, but Bill, to getting back to what you were saying, um, I was explaining to, to Aaron, my wife, about you know free agency during the off season and how we were kind of the front runners to get Johnny Gaudreau and what a blessing in disguise it was that we did not pick him up and we were able to, to sign Timo Meyer because he just fits our team and what we need so much better to, you know, make our push in the playoffs. And he is just, he's, I mean, what, what can you say about this guy? Oh, man. Timo is on another level. He actually, he could have had a hat trick tonight and um, he just missed that one. I actually thought it went in, but uh, from the, he had like that sharp angle shot. I thought it went in. It didn't. It would have been nice to see him have a hat trick. Obviously, Jack Hughes was on fire tonight. He had four points, two goals, and um, the entire team played just amazing. And we'll, we'll get we're gonna we're gonna go over the whole game. Um, hey, real quick. So I know that you got into town to Newark early the other day. You know how much I hate missing home games, but. I know you went in and you went to Ellie's and then you said you walked over to, I have to bring this up cause it's funny. This is just so devil's organization, but you, you walked over to the devil's den and you, you know, over to buy American whiskey and Aaron was interested in buying a Dawson Mercer Jersey. Obviously Mercer goes on to have the Hattie and what, what did they tell you when you went to go buy the Dawson Mercer Jersey there? That they ran out of E's and O's, uh, you know, for the names uh, on the back of, the back of, of jerseys. Uh, that really narrows it down. <laughs> yeah, a very limited number of, of vowels uh, if you want a, a custom jersey made. Um, you know, for, for, for anyone who, you know, so goes to The Rock. and lame. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who goes to The Rock, um, you know, they know that it's mostly, you know, Hughes, Nico, and Hamilton jerseys. Um, but yeah, they they ran out of E's and O's, so we weren't able to get our my way for a Mercer jersey. Um, but it was obviously incredible to to be there for for Dawson's hat trick, which was just absolutely. I mean, couldn't be happier for this kid who just grinds it night in, night out. I mean, does everything right. He's just, you know, he's a, he's, uh, he's an old school he's, devil. Yeah, and he hasn't missed a game. He is. How do you lo- how much has, do you love yeah, that? Has hasn't missed a game. Um, you know, I I I'm, I really want want Tom Fitzgerald to to sign him, you know, a, as soon as possible. What kind of deal do you think the Devils look for if they're trying to give Dawson Mercer job uh, a contract extension this offseason? Five times six. That's that's my opinion. Because the bridge deal, you know, he's twenty years old. Well, six years is a pretty long time for a bridge deal. I think bridge deals are typically what, like three years? Are they? I think so. I, I mean, I well, could. He's be... twenty six years old at the end, so he's still got time for his big contract. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love. I, I, would, I think that would be a I steal. Would pay him. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely pay him five million dollars. Um, Again, I think, you know, he's just going to continue to get better and better. He's still so young and he, again, he just does everything right. He, you know, he, he could play all situations. He plays on 
exactly. He he plays on you know the penalty kill. He plays on you know our power play too. It's he and again he just he's just two hundred feet of hockey. He's a grinder. And, you know he yeah. It's just and you need those and you need those type of guys. And again, he's only going to get better. Yeah. When I look at Dawson Mercer, I just think of old school devil. You know, there's a couple people that I yeah. that I that I, when I watch in the league, I think like, oh man, that guy just so belongs on the Devils. Like just being a '90s Devils fan. One of the guys is actually a guy that plays on the Columbus Blue Jackets who didn't play tonight, but Zach Wierenski to me is like a devil, like through and through for some reason. Um, and obviously, Columbus was limping into tonight. They're in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. They're tied for last place in the league. Um, you knew that if the Devils were to come out and play any sort of any sort of complete game that they should be able to walk all over them. And sure enough, man, they really laid it on them tonight. The Devils outshot the Blue Jackets 35 to 17. Leading into the game during practice today, Eric Halla took a um he took a maintenance day. Halla has been amazing. He ended up getting on the board again tonight. Um, and I was actually surprised. I thought that this was going to be an opportunity for the Devils to play Mackenzie Blackwood for some reason. Not that I want them to, but I thought this is going to be a game where Blackwood would have seen some pucks, a very favorable opponent, and um, they ended up going with Vanacek instead. I thought this would have been um, it would have been a safe place to play Blackwood, but I'm curious to see what happens whether it's Saturday or the beginning of next week, if the Devils end up calling up Schmid at some point and kind of cutting their losses when it comes to Blackwood because I don't think he deserves any kind of start in the playoffs. Can we all agree on that? And that wait, 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 hold on real quick. I, 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 it's a two-part question. Sure. Hold on. It's a two-part question. Sure. And I'll let both of you guys speak on it. But not only do I think that he doesn't deserve to play and that Schmid is a better goalie, I, we, we all, I think we're all in agreement when it comes to that. Absolutely. But the real question is, what are the Devils going to actually do? Are the Devils going to play them or not play them? And that's a totally different question. So what do you guys think is going to happen when it comes to Blackwood and the playoffs starting? Not what you would do, not what you think should happen. What do you think that the organization is going to do? Well, you got to look at what they're doing right now. They're playing Smith. They're playing Wood, and they're carrying Blackwood on the bench. It's like, why are they carrying him on the bench? It's like, I get it that you want to see Schmid get some more games and stuff, and that's that's a good idea. But when it comes to, you know, when it comes to the playoffs and stuff, I think that Blackwood has no purpose on the team. I think he has no right to be on the bench. He should be up in the press box watching the games. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I was really surprised. Um, again, I watched the game at a bar, so I didn't hear hear the broadcast. Um, but I was very surprised to see that, you know, Blackwood wasn't getting the start tonight. Again, it seemed as if going in, you know, we know what, what Columbus is. Um, would have been a softball for him to, if if they plan on moving forward with him and him being, you know, being our, our backup in the playoffs, guy's been injured, hasn't played a, a ton of hockey in the past, you know, three months. You 
you want to see what what you have in him. And again, I was really surprised to see that that Vanacek got the got the start. If again, going back to your question, Bill, not what do I want to see, but what do I think the Devils are going to do? Um, unfortunately, I think that they are going to to go with Blackwood at this point. Um, I mean, unless Lindy's, you know, pulling some magician stuff uh, with with these lineups. You know, I could, I, again, I, I didn't hear the broadcast, um, even just going back to, to Siegenthaler um, and starting uh, Brendan Smith over him. I didn't know if that was a maintenance issue. I could totally understand not starting Bastion because, you know, he's still, he's still recovering and we're going to want him in the playoffs, but um, yeah, I don't, know. I don't think that they're yeah. gonna. Uh, you know, giving guys rest and letting your backup goalie see pucks after he's been injured and hasn't played any games recently, I I feel like are two completely total different situations. And uh, I don't know. Tonight might have been a little bit of a tip of the cap to where maybe the Devils are actually considering um, bringing up Schmid. To be honest with you, I thought tonight would have been a no brainer for the for them to play Blackwood, and they didn't. You see, I mean, I don't know what the score is now, but when we, you know, since we left the, uh, I could pull it up real quick. Um, Nashville was beating Carolina two to one. Let's right. see if I can pull this up. Somehow, ESPN has Nashville winning two nothing now. So uh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I hope maybe they took it back. I, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No. 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 NHL dot com has uh, Nashville up two nothing. All right, so yeah, maybe a goal got oh, maybe a goal, goal got disallowed. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, twelve minutes, twelve minutes left in the third. So then it would be we would be you know a point behind Carolina, still fighting to possibly win the division. Um, but we'll, let's let's finish up what we got here going on here with this Columbus game because it, it was a real it was a barn burner for sure. Um, Obviously, one of the storylines in, in the game was Johnny Gaudreau and how he passed on the Devils this year, took more money to go to Columbus. It looked like the deal was almost done. Thank God it wasn't done. We covered that already. But you go and you look at, right. at, at Johnny Gaudreau's numbers. He's got 19 goals this year. He still, does, he still has 71 points, but he's a minus 32 plus minus. So Gaudreau has been a real problem, and he really didn't fit our team needs. We definitely needed somebody that played in the middle of the ice more and played in front of the net. Timo Meyer comes along to save the day. Sure enough, we sign him and, um, or we make a trade for him. I think Timo's going to end up signing here. And I've been listening to a lot of different talk. And one of the, one of the questions that's getting tossed around is Brat hasn't really produced more than he did last year. So like this was a prove it year deal. Basically, he's the player who we who we expected him to be, which is a damn good player. There's no, you know, this, he's going to get paid a shit ton of money, no doubt about it. But he didn't on a team that's so much better. He hasn't produced more points. So Tom Fitzgerald, I believe, is going to be able to go to his agent and say, "Listen, we're in the same situation that we were last year. This is my offer. This is what you wanted. Let's meet somewhere in between and let's make this happen. Now, a lot of people are saying that Timo Meyer should take the same deal that they're going to give Jesper Bratt. 
Now, before you guys jump down my throat, I believe that Timo Meyer deserves more to be paid more money than Jesper Bratt based upon the kind of game he plays, based upon what he does for our team and will do for our team moving forward. Do you think that if, let's say Jesper Bratt wanted $9 million and the Devils wanted to pay Jesper Bratt $7.5 million and Timo Meyer is expecting to get paid $9 million, do you think that if they said, listen, we're going to pay, we're going to, we're going to pay you, Timo Meyer. We'll give you eight, you know, eight and a half million. Do you think that they just pay Jesper Bratt eight no, and a half million? No, they definitely don't. Not, and you know what? You and are you going to piss him off over five hundred thousand dollars a year? Like that's but, what the question is. But you've heard Fitzy say that this is not a make it or break it. You know, it's a prove it uh, year for him. He said that we offered him what we think he's worth. And he said that he has said that he's been like, you know, it's like, no, it's not a make it or it's not a, a year where, you know, let's prove it and stuff. It's like, we offered him what we thought he was worth and he, he didn't take it. So I think that, you know, so I do think you think it'll cause a problem if you pay Jesper Bratt $8 million and he's a guy that has, played on a losing team for a long time and has been one of our better point producers and is a very good player. Do you think it's going to be a pain? You know, it's going to cause some sort of drama if you pay Timo Meyer eight and a half million dollars or nine no, million dollars. Absolutely not. Kyle, what absolutely do you think? Not. I'd be willing to pay Timo nine and a half. I know. I, I know you would be willing. We, we saying, should all be willing right, to. We're talking about this. It's, saying, it's, it's a situation. You know what I mean? Do you think it creates yeah, dissension uh, I, I, in the team? No, I don't think it, it creates dissension. It uh, si simply for the fact that Brad is going to get Wendy get, getting more money than Nico and Hughes, which I don't think that he's as elite as either of them. I mean, they have very different they have very different games. Um, it's like I think that he should be happy with that. Most expensive piece of ass I ever had. So, um, yeah, I'm curious to see what happens with that. I hope they're gonna both going to get signed. This, I mean, the team looks so good. You'd like to think that both of those guys, they deserve to be paid. They're going to want to get paid fair market value for sure. I don't think they're going to take discounts for us. But I like how, you know, it just came out, Frank Cervelli said, or I believe it was, or, yeah, it was Frank Cervelli or Elliot Freeman said, that the Devils and the Timo Meyer camp have halted um, contract talks, negotiations, which is totally normal. They're going into the playoffs. This is the last thing you want one of your new star players thinking about. They have him for another year. So I have no problem with the Devils paying him $10 million next year as long as it's if they know they're going to get something done long term. If, if you had to do that, you would be able to. I don't think it's going to come to that. But I have no problem paying Timo Meyer $9 million and paying Jesper Bratt $8 million. And honestly, like, this is like, what have you done for me lately kind of league. I don't think the players are in the same caliber of player and respected. And the, the market value for both of them is the same. So, you know, sorry, Jesper Bratt. Like, I hope you don't get your feelings hurt, but you're still getting paid $8 million over probably like, you know, the prime years of his career, six, seven, eight eight-year deal, still a ton of money. 
I just want to see this get put behind him. This is going to be something that hangs over the devil's head for the off season, and um, and we'll we'll see. Uh, one of the guys who obviously we're very excited to see who's playing right now, University of Michigan versus Quinnipiac, is our boy Luke Hughes. And Luke Hughes, obviously, everyone is super excited to see him. And if he loses tonight, he could be on a plane to New Jersey or Boston, whichever it is. Devils have a game in Boston on Saturday night, 8 p.m. And... I'm curious to see if he breaks the lineup this weekend or on Tuesday night versus Buffalo if he's available. Do you guys think that he's going to play in one of those two games? Well, he just had an assist for for what it's worth, um, and Michigan tied up the game. Um, if Michigan loses tonight, do I think that he plays on Saturday? No, I don't. Um, I think that he could play the, you know, the following game and, um, we started Brendan Smith tonight. So yeah, I think there's definitely an opportunity for him to, to crack the lineup. Right. But do you think that, you know, do you think that it, if Carolina I think that, loses tonight, I think that all of a sudden it's like, wow, we have the chance to win the Metro here. So maybe, you know, maybe you go with your veterans and, you know, you don't play him. Yeah. And if Carolina think that, winds think... up, if you, if you don't have a chance of winning the Metro, I think, you know, I think you can play him then. But I think if, yeah, we're, I think it, I think if it... we're right there, it's like, why take the chance? Because you want to rest your players. No, exactly. Like, because yeah. you want to, re- exactly. yeah, exactly. Because you the want to rest exact, your players. The same, exact, you... the same exact reason we did tonight. Brendan Smith, like right. it wasn't and, like Jonas Siegenthaler wasn't playing. Right. Well. Like, right. And you can, and you could limit his ice time as well. Yeah. So, you're, yeah. You're, you're going to take care of him. Um, right. So it's not, which you, you know, we're not going to be playing him for 20 minutes a game, you know, um, it's, but again, I'm dying uh, to yeah, see if him, you man. have that, right. And, 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 and Again, just to kind of backtrack a little bit, it's like, you know, VTech, you know, got run a couple times tonight and it was like, you know, why are we putting ourselves in this position if we're really going to to see what Blackwood has? It, I don't know. It's just it, it, we should be kind of managing our liabilities in, you know, our roster, in, in my opinion. Okay. Well, Either way, we'll see. I mean, I don't think anybody knows. Um, I mean, the goal by Seamus Casey tonight earlier in, in the Michigan game was beautiful. He's somebody that I can't wait to see get into Devils training camp at some point. I, I don't know if he's going to go back to school again next year. He probably will. But that's a nice guy to have in your pipeline. Um, so the Devils get off to a, a quick start with a goal by Jack Hughes. Uh, 11 and thir- uh, 11 minutes, 35 seconds into the league, his 41st of the year. Then Tatar, actually it was Tatar scored prior to that, but he was off sides. And Tatar had a really good game tonight. He came out in the second period. He scored only a minute and 20 seconds in. It was his 18th of the year. Um, and it, he had assists from Heischer and from Graves. Heischer's 45th and Graves 18th of the season. And then Jack Hughes had his second on the power play, 42 goals on the year. Timo Meyer on the assist and Nico on the assist again. Timo Meyer had a goal that was a really sick play 
from Jack Hughes that moved the puck around. He skated through the middle of the ice and uh, was able to dish it off. And Meyer was able to get one. That was his 39th of the year. That was also on the power play. So the Devils went into the third period. They were up 4-1, to one, and they really didn't take the foot off the gas, which you like to see. It's like you want to see them just close games, finish teams out, don't let bad teams hang around, just kind of end it. And I actually thought that they were going to – maybe like let up a little bit when the game went to six seven nothing or six to seven to one but they didn't and um hollis scores timo scores again both timo and jack could have had hat tricks very easily tonight they both missed um sort of open nets you know opportunities that typically those guys would have put away but they didn't uh, you saw Timo Meyer wanted that puck. It was the first time he's hit a 40-goal season in his career. And Jack was able to get it from him. You could tell everybody on the bench was having a good time. There were smiles everywhere. Uh, Severson scores a goal. Graves scores a goal. Severson scores a shorthanded goal, which the Devils shorthanded have been creating opportunity after opportunity. I mean, that has been a pretty consistent part of the Devils game that you've seen recently. Um, and luckily for us, we have Miles Wood, who... Uh, puts us in this great situation of being shorthanded and allowing us to try to get a couple shorties. So there was really not much to, um, there was really, it was, it was a pretty perfect game. So going into the underlying numbers real quick, hold on, going into the underlying yep. numbers, the devils were at, they had an 88% chance of winning this game based upon the play throughout the game. So if they were to simulate this game a thousand times and it was played in the same fashion, we would have won 88% of the time. You look at the heat map, there was a couple opportunities that were literally right in the crease for Vanacek, like you were talking about, Kyle. Besides that, I mean, if you look at the heat map, it is just the Devils peppered the uh, Columbus goaltending with shots from high-danger scoring areas. Timo Meyer led the Devils in expected goals, 1.05. He completely dominated. Jesper Boquist, Dawson Mercer both had good games. I thought, um, I actually thought that that our first line played really well, despite uh, Heischer not getting on the board and Mercer really not getting on the board. They looked like the dominant line for the first probably. 20 minutes of the game in my opinion and you saw jack hughes kind of start to take over and the timo started to take over and it was a really well-rounded performance the, the blue jackets i mean had nothing going on at any point in the game um and you can get into it real quick i'll just go over some of the some of the box score real quick so the devils ended up with um timo meyer or we hear total shots so Shots on goal. Mikey McLeod, four shots on goal. Jack Hughes had three shots on goal. Nico had two. Halla had two. Sharon Govich had four, which Sharon Govich played a pretty good game. He was on the fourth line, and then they ended up moving him up to the third line at one point. Kind of a scary situation where Jesper Bratt ended up. Um, he stripped a puck and kind of went down in an awkward way, and he went into the locker room, and it's like that's kind of one of these things that – being honest, like I kind of don't really think about too often is like Jesper Bratt's injury injury history doesn't have a lot of time right. missed. The guy does play a lot of games. We'll give him right. that. And when he yeah. went into the locker room, I was really nervous because 
that would have been a huge blow to our team with a week left in the season going into the playoffs. Um, and then also there was a really scary situation where um, Vanacek looked like he was shaking up a little bit on the goal that was scored, and the refs were calling for the trainers to come out onto the ice. And it's like if you if you lose Vanacek, your season is pretty much over. We're dead. You're dead. So, um, you know, unless you call Schmid up and you have Schmid be the starting goaltender, but honestly, like, that's asking a lot for a young kid. But, I, I, you know, it got to the point where I was thinking, let's just get out of this game without getting injured. And you saw that play that happened at the end of the third period where Nico just took a couple cross checks right to the back, ended up taking uh, the dasher board to the face. And... And Tatar ended up jumping in and ended up kind of standing up for him. But it's something that has been a consistent problem, in my opinion. And we've talked about it. And I think we're all in a great, you know, in a, all in agreement that um, the Devils really need to toughen up when it comes to people taking liberties with their players, especially their star players. Nico ended up especially, especially Nico. Right. It, like, it, it, it seems like it's just happening time and time again where, you know, he he plays a very sound game, and players get frustrated with him. Obviously, t- tonight was a was a blowout, and you you know you saw that happening, and you know it seemed like that play in the corner, you know behind the net, just went on and on. It right. was like, and he's willing, you know, to it's take like all it, those shots Col- in the back, right? And it's like, right? And but 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 it's like Columbus, you know, Columbus has nothing to lose here, and it's like, right? You know, you, you hate to see that. It was nice to see Palat kind of step up. Well, Tatar um, came in, yeah. and Ball came in too. Or, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tatar, Tatar, Tatar came in. Right, um, but you want to um, see him come in a little harder nice. than they did. It's like, you know what? That's your captain. It's like stand up for your captain there. He's willing to, you know, right. to shield the puck and stuff while everybody's whacking at him and stuff. It's like, come on, guys. It's like we really right. have to be. If Dana was on the ice, that shit would not be happening. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the guys that typically does play a little bit of a rougher game is Miles Wood, and the Devils kicked every, you know, the Devils dominated the whole entire game. Like, I don't know what else we're supposed to say about how good they played. Like, this is uh, this is almost like the Winnipeg game when we lost. There was nothing good to say. We, everybody played well tonight. Miles Wood, I don't know what the f*** is going on with Lindy Ruff and how you keep putting him out there. Like, the guy takes a penalty. We're winning. We're completely dominating the game. It's the first period. This is like a team who has a week left in their season. They have nothing to play for. And... He's like cheap shotting people in front of the other team's net and like tossing people onto their goalie and just taking offensive zone penalties again and again and again. Meanwhile, he's not adding literally anything to the team. Billy, could you imagine first game of the playoffs against the Rangers and he does that? I mean, how pissed off would you be? It's so sad. I mean, if you look like his player card, his ranking was a two. A two. And, you know, you start to go in evolving hockey. His player card, his ranking is he's, he's a two. He has missed every single number. He, he's, you know, he's so far below expected goals and, and everything. I think he has 11 goals in the season. I don't know what he's doing out there anymore. 
and I, every Devil fan feels the same exact it, way. It's like, yeah. what is? It's 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 gotten to the point where it's like I'm sick of complaining about him. I hate, I hate it's it. Like, it makes me sound like a whiny bitch. Yeah, like yeah. all I'm doing is complaining yeah, about exactly. Miles Wood. We just won eight to one. But if we're talking about right. this team being prepared to go into the playoffs and like, okay, let's say you play the Rangers in the first round. Great. All great and well. But then when you start playing like Toronto and Boston and Carolina, you can't afford to have Miles Wood out there taking ridiculous penalties in the offensive zone. I don't he's, understand he's just, what he's bringing to the table at all. He's doing nothing. He is the worst decision maker with the puck that I've maybe ever seen. Ever. The saddest part is that I honestly believe he's he thinks he's contributing when he's doing that stuff, like running the goalie or or like just trying to, you know, smash people on the boards and stuff, taking penalties. I think he thinks like that he's, 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 that's his he's game. smiling going he's smiling going to the box. Like right. uh yeah. Just, it, right. It, I just he had, he has zero hockey IQ and it's beyond frustrating because we have we have players that could actually be contributing and you know they're not playing right now unless again unless this is rough just saying you know it's which not, i don't think it's is not the case. rough is I, yeah, rough is I, not I, playing I, I, games I, rough is literally rough had him on the power play too what in what are you watching what is he seeing that we aren't that would make you think that Miles Wood has the hands, the patience, the IQ, the ability to make passes or deflect pucks or anything worthy of being on a power play with the amount of talent that we currently have on our roster. Somebody explain that to me. He's got photos. He has to have photos. Like being on the power play when you are a scrappy player, like let's say Nate Bastion, being on the power play is where you go to be rewarded for your five-on-five five play, your play away from the puck, your physicalness. Like, that's a place where you reward people. I can't – it's so – it's gotten to the point where I'm so completely frustrated. I'm really, like – I'm really questioning Lindy Ruff. I really am. I agree. How are you going to play I Miles agree. Wood and play, and play Mackenzie Blackwood when Schmid looks better than Blackwood – Blackwood's hurt all the time. The team does not want to play in front of him. And then you have Miles Wood, who Nolan Foote comes in for literally two games. He has a goal. He blows one past Vasilevsky that ends up hitting the post. Miles Wood's in a fucking cryptocurrency uh, Twitter spaces. It's like, what? what is the logic behind all of this? Is it? It has to be literally, the guy has been here a long time. We can't not let him play now. And like, I don't... I don't think that that's the way that you really manage a team. And I get tired of hearing he's the locker room guy. It's like, what does that mean? He's Make him a, a coach. locker room. So he's a he's a good guy in the locker room, <laughs> but he's going to kill us on the bench and you on know. the ice. Yeah, like yeah. make him a coach. If exactly. he's that good, just exactly. just put him in a suit and just have right. him stand on the Absolutely. bench. Absolutely. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. it it's really yeah. starting to really piss me off. This team has a. I'm this not gonna team pretend, I'm not going to pretend like I know hockey, you know, more than than Lindy Ruff. But again, the uh, the Wood thing is just a whole a whole. Obviously, we've beaten this horse to death. Uh, 
Mackenzie Blackwood not not playing it again was just why just just why don't you don't you want to see what you have in this guy? What are you going to do? You're going to play him Saturday versus Boston? I don't think that they want to right, play him. Right. I don't think that they want to play him, and I think the reason why they sent Schmid down is so he can get games in. I think that they already uh, I, I mean, I, 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 is I the hope guy. you're I hope Vanitek's you're right. the guy, and Schmid's going to come back up during the playoffs I, and I, stuff. I, think, I don't You don't think that's going to happen? So, you no. think that he's really going to go 1-2 with Blackwood? Yeah, I doubt that. He's yeah, been playing no, Miles Black Wood this whole time. Why I think would you Blackwood and Wood why should would be playing think, for? Uh, what would make you think any different? They should be playing for the the Rockets or what would some, what, what the comments? What would make you think any different? Because it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I don't believe. I think that he, you know, Schmid had to get games. I think he really had to get games, and him. You got three of them there. If he had Do to get you games, send... you had to you had to rest. You have to rest Vanacek a little bit anyway. Why would you not want right. to see and, them and, play and, in an NHL game? Why and, would you want to see your... right? Exactly, exactly. You you, you want to see them playing in NHL games. You want to see him. I'm saying Schmid getting AHL games. Yeah, that's great and all, but it's a completely different league. So it's not. You you want to see him him what he's doing in in NHL games. So I don't, I, I don't, but I think we all know what you get with Blackwood. It's like, I know. no, we don't. Our, our, no, that's the pro- that's the pro- that's no, the we problem. do. We know we're getting a bad goalie. We know we're getting somebody that has no confidence, lets up a lot of rebounds, and just has you know just brings zero energy to your team. He he's so inconsistent. So I could tell you, like, this is what's going to happen. They're going to play Vanacek on Saturday. They're going to see that they have a one-point right. thing. They're going to play Vanacek on Saturday versus Boston, and they're going to play really hard versus Boston, and both of those teams are going to get after each other. Saturday's game is going to be sick. And then they're going to play Blackwood on Tuesday versus Buffalo, and Buffalo is good. Buffalo is going to be able to take – they know how to get the puck into high-danger scoring chances, and they're going to light McKenzie Blackwood up, and he's going to end up costing us a chance to win the division. I really – I, I hope I'm wrong, obviously, but I think that that is a very realistic possibility. That's why I'm hoping I'm just it's just a Hail Mary prayer that I'm throwing out there that the team says, you know what? Sorry, Blackwood. We're you know, it is what it is, man. Like you, you can't stay healthy. We don't know what we're going to get from you. We have a guy that plays really well. Let's be real. Blackwood's not going to be back next year. You're going to have Schmid. He's going to be getting paid like, you know, so much less than Blackwood already, which you're going to need for your salary cap and everything else. But I just, I feel like they're just going to ride this into the ground. I really do. And I think it could end up costing us. And it would be a real shame to see indecisiveness cost us, you know, by our coaching cost us. uh, You wonder like what Andrew Brunette is like thinking like, does he have a say in this? Is he behind keeping Blackwood in well, there too? Well, who is the person keeping him in in the lineup? Is it rough? Well, it's a head coach. I mean, it's your head coach that makes those decisions. For but sure. I mean, he sees the numbers. He sees the save percentage. It's like I don't he's know. watching the same games that we're watching. Maybe, maybe what he, does he see? That maybe we're he not just values seeing? experience more than everybody else. Come on, bro. Um. You know, one of these stats that I was looking at that 
that was um, impressive to me was our number one line. And it's been so great to see, you know, they tried to work Timo in on the number one line. They tried to work him in on the second line. And they they had to break up that Tatar, Mercer, Heischer line, which has been so productive all year. And the five-on-five five numbers of that trio is awesome. They own a 67% expected goals for through 224 minutes of five-on-five five ice. So among the 70 lines to be used for 200 minutes this year, Tatar, Heischer, Mercer are second in, expect, in expected goal shares. So only uh, Calgary with uh, Maggiapani, Backlund, and Coleman. And then you have Carolina is three with Marty Natchez, Stasny, and Svechnikov. Then you have Florida, Kachuk, Bennett, and Verhage. It's like that line is very dominant, and those are like two players in Tatar and Mercer who, if they weren't paired with Nico, they might be third liners. And now you have them playing in the first line and being as productive as they are, you're dropping a guy who's clearly a first-line player like Timo Meyer down to the third line, giving him a very favorable matchup, making Hollow look better, making Boquist play better. Like It, it just adds a lot more consistency among your top three lines we know what we know what our second line is already i think you're seeing what hall could do now like hall is playing with meyer and hall is starting to put some pucks in the back of the net he's been one of our best players for the past month he had missed a ton of hall, hall yeah hall is already you know in playoff mode he is he really is and he just plays the game the right way plays the he's been so good on the penalty kill i brought it up to dad today um Halla has really played well on the penalty kill along with Mercer. Um, right. I, I think our penalty kill just in general, it was just kind of one of the notes that I took, you know, watching the game. It's like our penalty kill has been been super solid. And not even just in, you know, we're getting offensive chances, which, you know, is obviously always great to see. But just – Defensively, we've been able to we've been been really good in uh, killing penalties, and when you have your Miles Woods of the the world, yeah, uh, you're gonna get a lot of opportunities. It's gonna it's, gonna it's 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 gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be important. You get you know, a lot of practice. Do you know Do you know what it is? Is our game looks so much better when we play versus teams that want to play an open ice game, and I I hate that like running gun style of of um of play, but teams that don't play good in the neutral zone, we dominate. Teams that play good in the neutral right. zone give us a little bit of a trouble. Like like you know, the Islanders and Carolina and Boston's are gonna be a problem right. and teams that play really good structured defensive hockey that play a good system, they make it hard for the Devils. And there's always a, you know, typically they're teams that don't have a ton of superstars on them. They just play a really good system and there's anybody that knows about that it's us devil fans but you know you look at you look at like there are playoff matchups so first of all i've got i got a devil's ranger tickets at madison square garden game six um today if they wind up playing each other if they wind up playing each other and if they wind up going six games right so we would have tickets to game five obviously because that would be at home if the you know if the season were to end today uh, and then we would have game six, and then we would have game seven. I'm thinking about putting the tickets up on StubHub for one thousand nine hundred ninety-four dollars. 
1994. <laughs> See what I did there? We know that there are. Oh. We, uh, we know there. We know there are Rangers fans who, uh, you know, will pay it. They'll show up uh, halfway through the second period. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but you look at those that playoff matchup, and you're, it does. It, it's it's kind of works in our favor a little bit. And then you look at like who we would match up good against, and you think like. Toronto is not as run and gun as you think they are. Tor- Toronto actually plays pretty well. Um, I don't know. The East is going to be so tough. I feel like if we were playing in the Western Conference, man, we would we'd roll we'd right feel, through them. We would feel really good. Not that we don't feel good now, but I mean, like, you would be like licking your chops going into the playoffs. We know it's going to be the teams that have experience are going. It's going to be a big deal. I, I think it's going to be a big deal just based upon how strong the teams are in the Eastern Conference. One of the things about the Metro Division, which is really encouraging to me, is you look at what Pittsburgh had to do. And they went and they got they signed Malkin and they signed Latang and they kept the good old boys club together and it's not working out. And Ron Hextall, which he deserves everything he gets. I hope he gets ran out of every town he ever goes. He might not be a general manager in the NHL for much longer after um, his previous stint and now this. But I feel like Pittsburgh's done, man. They're they're moving all of their, you know, they're trying to, like, stay under the cap. So, like, you see, they moved Marino. They had to move Marino to us. Like, that's a big, that's a huge swing and miss. And they had to do it just to keep, Malkin and Latang with Crosby and that team is in big big trouble when they when they start sinking which is now it's going to take forever to rebuild that that system because they really don't have any assets they don't have draft capital which is good for us because I mean they've right. dominated us for the past friggin you know 12 12 years but then you look at like the capitals are old and you're like, oof. And then you look at, um, think about, like, uh, the Flyers. The Flyers are, like, in this situation where, like, they didn't want to do a full teardown. So they're kind of, like, in limbo. Meanwhile, they're horrible. They got bad contracts. That's a team that is, like, in very much in a vulnerable and chaotic position with Tortorello there and everything else. That's going to take a long time to build that team back. So you're talking, you got, you have three You've got three um, teams in our division who, I don't know. I mean, they don't – I'm not worried about them at all. And then you have Columbus, which is still a ways away. Right, but you got to be worried about them because they have Johnny Hockey. There. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're still a ways away, which you can't have Connor Bedard go there. You can't have Connor Bedard go there or Philadelphia. Um the Islanders are okay. I don't see the Islanders ever pushing the button and, like, taking that huge leap. Aren't they pretty old, though? Eh. I mean, you got Parise. You, you got, do. You those know. are, like, those are later additions. I still think they have a bunch of young, good talent. They have a, a great young goaltender. They have Pollock. They have Pellick. They have um, Barzell. They have JGP. They're pretty good. I mean, they just got, you know, Bo Horvat. They got Brock Nelson. They got good players. They definitely do. Um, They're going to move those old contracts out and try to replace them, but they're not a team that I really worry about winning a Stanley Cup. So at the end of the day, the Hurricanes are like the closest thing. It's the Hurricanes and the Rangers and us. You only need to be one of the three teams to make the playoffs. And what makes me feel good about this is 
we've talked about it to where next year is going to be kind of like a very strange year with all these young defensemen that are going to be taking over for some veteran defensemen of ours. But the truth is, all we have to do is come in one of the top three spots in the Metro, and these other teams are on the struggle bus for sure. So that's that's just a, a just a go ahead. just a quick side note. Um, Carolina got shut out three nothing by Nashville. Woo! Love to see it. Love. One yep. point out. Well, that, that's just perfect. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple uh, questions today, so we're going to go into the question part of the show. My favorite part. Um, would you like to ask a question right at this particular <laughs> time? Would you like to do that? Yes, I would, Macho Man. So our friend Jersey Joe, um, friend of the friend of the program, he wants to know about uh, how do you feel about some of our big guys getting rested in this in these next couple games? And you saw Ruff did that tonight, where he gave uh, Siegenthaler a night off to get some uh, get some rest, get Smith in there to get some reps. Where do you see, do you think, do you see a a situation where, you know, you got Dougie Hamilton who's trying to beat Scott Stevens for the best offensive season ever as a devil's defenseman. You got Jack Hughes who's now, what, one point away from tying Patrick Eliash for the most points ever in a devil's season, which what an amazing season this has been. Like, this has been one of the most fun devil seasons I've ever been a part of. You're watching everybody explode at the same time. Is it is it one point or is it two points? I don't know. After the fifteenth goal either, tonight, either, I, I lost track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way, yeah. I think it might, I think it might be two points. It's like I, a storybook um, season. Yeah. So you but, wonder, like, but, do you see uh, do you see them resting some players going in these next couple games? We got three left. I don't know. Uh, uh, well, uh, Michigan's down a goal with eight twenty four left. Um, I think that. Hughes would would offer an opportunity. I, I mean, to be honest, I think it's all going to be contingent upon, uh, you know, are we tr- are, are we right now? We obviously are in position to actually be able to to, to win the division, uh, which you obviously want to do. So, you know, if we were out of it, do you want to see? Do you want to see Luke Hughes lose tonight so he could be with the team right away? Yes. Um. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm I'm essentially impartial. Okay, so whatever here. happens. So do you think? Wh- yeah, whatever happens. All right. Happens. Do you think that Lindy Ruff is going to rest a Jack Hughes, a Nico Heischer, a Jesper Bratt, a Dougie Hamilton, any of those players? No, I don't think he's going to rest them right now. Who does Who does Carolina have left? If we have a shot of winning the Metro, I think we're we're all in. I think we're we're trying to win the division. But you know, we went yeah, Saturday. They have they have Buffalo, Ottawa, uh, Detroit, and then the Panthers. Yeah, they it, have. I'm saying uh, yeah, yeah. Carol, Carolina right, does. Um, right. Yeah, and we have Boston, Buffalo, Washington. Yeah, it's a toss up. I, I think I think either way, if close. you if you really think that your players needed rest, you would you would. You gotta, you got to give it to him. You would rest him, um, right? That's interesting. I think maybe some of the so, so, some of the the more veteran guys. I don't think you. Obviously, you're always worried about Jack being injured. 
but he doesn't. Quinnipiac just scored. Um, it's four two with All seven right. minutes left. Um, Welcome, Luke. You're you're always worried about Jack getting hurt, but he doesn't put himself in the position to typically doesn't put himself in the position to, to you know to be injured. Um, so and he you know he's young enough. It's like he he's just got legs for days. So. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. They didn't. Play ah, him um, give it. Legs for days. <laughs> legs for days. Um, you know, again, maybe some of some of these veterans. Yeah, you maybe give who, Hala or Tatar a night off. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Palat. Exactly. Right. Yep. Which we got to get Palat going, um, man. Palat is is really having a rough time. He's a second season guy. Yeah. I know, but he's having a rough time, man. I mean, he's tonight. He was the worst analytic player on our team, and um, he's somebody that you just want to see him gain a little bit of confidence or get some good scoring chances because we're going to need him big time. And I'm not worried about him in the playoffs at all. He's not a guy I worry about. But you would like to see him contributing and starting putting some points on the board. I mean, somebody goes 17 games or 18 games without a goal, and you're playing with Jack Hughes. That's a little concerning, right? Right. So uh, another question Jersey Joe had was, is Kevin Ball on the verge of replacing Ryan Graves next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he is. Absolutely. Yeah, so do I. I think he is. Um, Ball's played good. It's going to be weird because he hasn't played a ton of games still. He's still, you know, he's young. He's 22. But um, unless Graves is willing to take a, a, a low AAV deal, I think – you have to play him, but now you're talking about you're literally going from Dougie, Marino, Siegenthaler, and then Severson, Graves. Who am I missing? Severson, Graves, and you're going to have Ball, Nemitz, and Hughes playing. That's a lot of young people. You're gonna, yeah, no. yeah. I you're, look you're missing, at balls. You're missing, you're, I look at missing... balls. He's he's playing great. I'm looking at him like you know, he's not a rookie anymore. Yeah, I mean, he is. I think he's he. You know what? He's a young player, but he's playing. He's playing at a very high level. No, he's playing at a high level, but he's still very he young. Is. I mean, he is. Yeah, and he 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 kind of got caught up the the um the one breakaway. Uh, that Columbus had tonight, uh, ball kind of got caught, you know, flat-footed and got beat. Um, and he was playing with Brendan Smith, but honestly, it wasn't Brendan Smith's fault. Right. Um, um, so he's and and again, I love Ball. Not not trying to get down on him. I think that he could definitely. He's going to be a great NHL player for a very long time. But yeah, you, it's going to take know, some time. It's, it's, it's going to hurt. It's, it's going to it's going to hurt to to lose some of that um, experience. experience. And yeah, so you know that's going to that's definitely going to be an adjustment. And we've talked about this, you know, at length, countless times on yep. the pod. Uh, yeah, on the podcast about you know there's going to be an adjustment period with having these young guys. Uh, on the back end, and I think we maybe have taken a little bit for granted with Graves and Severson and having that experience um, 
on our defense that has really allowed us to um, have the season that we've had. Yeah, so uh, we have we have uh, Boston coming up on Saturday. You guys want to touch on anything else? I'm good. Kyle, you got anything? Yeah, no, uh, no. I mean, is I mean, this is probably the most exciting game of the year. You know, it was an regular season game of the year. But well, no, 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 not Colum- not not Columbus. I'm talking about uh, you know Boston coming up. Uh, it's going to be hopefully it's going to feel like a real playoff game and you know Boston doesn't have as much to well to I, I think that they're play, def- play for as we do but they're not going to roll over we know we know that um listen be- I was saying that it reminds me of you know I was listening to uh the Devils Insider podcast and they brought up a really good analogy and they said it's kind of like when the Devils played or when the Giants played the Patriots, where this is a good test for them, and, and they're going to have an opportunity to play the best team in the league. And if they're able to play well and win a game versus them, it should do a lot for a young team's confidence going into their first playoff series in the past, you know, four or five years, whatever it's been. So Absolutely. we'll, we'll, we'll we've wait and see what happens. We've hung with them. But we haven't beat year. them. We haven't beat them, but we've hung with them, and it's... You know, if you could, could win, beat them. If we you could, could win, it it'll go. I feel like it'll it's going to go a long way. So, um, yeah, this could be a really interesting next couple of days if Luke Hughes takes the trip from it's Tampa. Two, yeah, two minutes and nineteen seconds left. They're down by two goals. So it looks like looks like uh, he's coming. Luke Hughes is uh, impending. You know, or he's he's. He's gonna be he's gonna be joining the squad soon. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see. Um, totally curious to see how, what what Lindy how, how does he fits in. See if he brings them in. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks that are going to be answered within the next, you know, four days. So we'll wait and we'll see what happens. Um, in the meantime, what a win from uh, the Devils tonight. Everybody played well. It was a shame that Meyer and Hughes couldn't get the hat tricks, but either way, there was nothing to complain about besides Miles Wood. Um, so, Dad and Kyle, thank you guys for hopping on with me. And uh, you're listening to the Trap Podcast. I am Bill Botch. And hopefully we have something coming to you really soon as Luke Hughes makes his way to New Jersey. Peace. Yeah, well, Saturday Night Podcast. Yeah, unless something happens oh, yeah. before that. Let's go, yeah. Devils. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Better. Have a good one. Bye.